Welcome to the VBAC Home Birth Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Winning, founder of the Motherhood Circle and creator of the Journey into Motherhood program. I'm a mother of three and have had two unplanned and unneeded C-sections and had a calm and positive vaginal home birth, free birth, with our third baby who is 4.5 kilos or 10 pounds. My own journey has sparked a deep passion to support women to find their strength and support to create the pregnancy, birth and postpartum you desire and deserve. This podcast is for women wanting to learn more about VBACs, especially home births, and professionals who want to learn more about how to support home birthing women. Inside, we're going to hear from women sharing their stories from surgical birth to achieving their vaginal home birth after cesarean, as well as expert interviews so that you have a mix of inspiring stories as well as powerful knowledge. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode on the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Winning. I'm a mother of three girls, including two born through unneeded and unplanned surgical births, and our third 4.5 kilo baby, almost 10 pound, born at home in a free birth. A little bit of an update before we get into this episode. It's a little bit of a long one, but it should only go for a few minutes, hopefully. I had a bit of a break over the Christmas holidays, which has been really lovely to rest and recover and reconnect with my family unit. 2021 was a busy year for us with a new baby who is now one years old. I also made the choice to unschool or homeschool our firstborn. So she was in year one and we decided to pull her out and start schooling her from home um, through the practice of unschooling. So that was a learning challenge in its own right as well. I then decided halfway through the year to keep our middle child home from kindergarten as she wanted to be home with her sisters. So I've had a full plate with three children home with me full time, plus juggling the house chores and daily running a family life with my husband who works full time as well. Last year, his work was super busy, which meant he was sometimes working on the weekends and even traveling interstate for one of his jobs. Something that we've never tackled before either. So that was a new one for us. We had a new baby and then my husband was working you know, longer hours than normal and I was working on weekends and it was... It was a very busy last year, not to mention everything else that's going on in the world as well. I've also been working with some amazing VIP clients one-to-one in a different format to how I structured my support in previous years. So that's been a really big learning curve for me and I've really enjoyed being able to show up virtually and in this space supporting women who were planning to home birth and free birth. A little bit more on my services as well because they are a new thing and I wanted to make sure that you're across them in case you're wanting support. So if you're wanting to learn more about how I can support you, please feel free to contact me through email hello at themotherhoodcircle.com.au and we can chat more about your specific needs in more detail together. You can also pop over to the website and check out my services page to read through what's available. Uh, My website where you can find my services is www.themotherhoodcircle.com.au forward slash services. A little bit of a quick rundown as to how you can work with me. I provide 60 minute clarity and confidence sessions and this is intensively tailored to you specifically 
it is unique to what you need so you come and tell me what you want there's a questionnaire you fill out you let me know everything that you want to cover and we try to jam pack as much as we can in that session so we can cover your mindset working through fears and believing in yourself planning your home birth birth knowledge birth environment birth support creating boundaries those sorts of things we can talk about VBAC and the risk factors anything to do with the medicalized support where you're thinking where your mindset's at um, preparing yourself before pregnancy so I have a lot of women coming to me who are planning for a future VBAC home birth and they just want to get prepared before they actually conceive so that's a really good option for you as well because you want to go into it you know knowing what you're going to do um, so if you're not pregnant you can you can come and use that session with me as well and also unpacking old birth beliefs and and fill up your birth knowledge gaps as well so you might want to know some more about physiological birth or you know birthing positions or things like that the knowledge side so we can do that in a call as well I also work with my clients on a longer term so in a pregnancy and birth VIP program to give you an example, I usually work with my clients in a four-month program, in a four-month time frame or a six-month time frame, depending on you know where you are in your pregnancy and what sort of support you feel like that you will need in that time. So an example is for my four-month package, you might be looking at eight, eight 60-minute fortnightly sessions with weekly regular check-ins from me to make sure that you feel supported so you know I'm always here for you, and ongoing support through a Voxer app, which is audio and tech support as well so you feel seen heard validated and supported through this sacred and amazing journey what can you expect from the podcast this year i want to continue to bring you great real mum and dad stories for this year i have a couple of dads that may be interested in sharing their story on the podcast and i'm a little bit excited to get them on to share their dad's experience I also want to bring on my husband at some point, hopefully this year as well. So that might be three dad experiences. This isn't something that has been done on the podcast before. So I'm really intrigued by that as well. I'm also trying to free up some time that I can look into making the podcast weekly. At the moment, I'm delivering the episodes fortnightly, but I really want to bring you as much content as possible so you feel supported and ready to rock your VBAC home birth. So with that in mind, I'd love to hear from you and find out what topics you would like to hear about or what sort of real mum and dad topics you want to hear. There's so much I can bring to you and I want to make sure that it's hitting the spot when it comes to helping you feel confident and supported. So just send me a message on Insta, Ashley L. Winning, or email me at hello at themotherhoodcircle.com.au. One more thing and one little favor before we get started. Yes, I know this is a long introduction, but it's the first of the year and I want to bring you up to speed before we get set into the juicy stuff. I would appreciate if you could please leave me some feedback on Apple. I think there's the that's the only place you can leave feedback at the moment and I'm not an Apple whiz. I find it extremely hard to use Apple products actually as I'm an Android user. I've always had like for, for ages I've had a Samsung. Uh, but if, please, if you do have access to Apple, please do head over and leave a review. This helps the podcast gain traction and support other VBAC home birth mums to find this amazing resource. So now that we've covered all the important parts, let's get into the episode. Five signs of uterine rupture. When I was planning my free birth after two cesareans and my own special scar, I have a vertical scar down into my cervix. 
that was made during the surgical birth of my second baby. This is a risk that comes with C-section after labor has started. I won't get into special scars or C-section risks for this episode, but I would like to take a deeper dive into special scars in a future episode. Something I wanted to make a note, which you will hear about more in a second, is that you can rupture before labor, which I found interesting actually. What I did before I was pregnant and exploring my options to have a VBAC was going to a couple of groups with women who had special scars or C-sections or VBAC groups. And then I asked women who had experienced ruptures to share their experiences. I wanted to really understand their experiences. I wanted to see what happened if they did have a rupture, what kind of rupture, was it catastrophic? Um, what did it look like? What, what were the symptoms? What were the signs? I wanted to be across the board so that I could move forward with um, whether I was happy to accept those risks. And also I wanted to feel covered in my VBAC home birth moving forward. So here's what they said. I've actually copied and pasted some of the um, information here and changed it a little bit just to um, so people can't be identified. But here's what some of them said. I ruptured at 41 weeks during an induced VBAC attempt. I felt the pain immediately. It was like a lightning bolt and then pain that didn't go away. I hadn't had any pain relief though, and I think that may have helped to identify something was right off the bat, so right away basically. I feel that my intuition and connection to my baby was so strong because I had released all of my fear that I was able to hear my baby telling me something wasn't right. I have innate faith in that connection being able to keep us both safe again. The days I imagine a repeat cesarean is not for my fear of re-rupturing, it is for my desire of control. I felt like I needed a cesarean probably an hour or an hour and a half before I ruptured. I had quite a few emotional moments during my labour, scared that doctors would try and manipulate me into a cesarean. I was laboring in the pool and then out of nowhere, I stood up to get out for some reason and I felt this huge rush of energy all over my body and I said, I needed a cesarean, I just knew it. The pain was so crazy intense and I knew something serious had happened. I woke my husband up and we rushed to the hospital. The pain never stopped. It was a hundred times worse than a contraction or any pain I'd ever felt. I ruptured and I didn't know. I was born, uh, I was booked in for a C-section at 37 weeks, but a few days before I felt like some pain, little sharp cramps, and I just didn't feel right from then on. In the following days, I was at a hospital twice for reduced movements and for my pre-op. His heart rate was really high, but they sent me home saying to drink more water. I went in for my section as planned, but when they opened my stomach, they found that my uterus was already open and the only thing keeping my baby alive was the membranes. It had been that long the placenta had become infected, so they think the pain I had three days before was when it ruptured and the consultant missed it. I ruptured with my second. My labour was all natural, no meds and 12 hours from early labour to delivery. I ruptured right at the end and I delivered vaginally. My first was a low transverse C-section. I didn't know I ruptured but I was pushing, she was crowned, then suddenly heart rate dropped and she receded from the birth canal. I had no idea anything was going on. I was so focused on my pushing. My midwife silently called the OB who came and observed for about 20 minutes. 
then my midwife said to me you need to push as hard as you can with the next next push we need to get her out ob used the vacuum and she was out in the next push hapgar was one but she recovered and is a healthy two-year-old my my rupture wasn't repaired for three days as the team wasn't sure what had happened all my vitals were fine the only pain i felt was the referred shoulder pain then three days later i took a turn for the worse and ended up in the er with and rupture was repaired. It was a full along my previous scar line. If I was pregnant again, I'd love to be back. So you've heard some of those stories that many of the women did experience a knowing, a feeling that something wasn't right. Some of them shared that they had sharp and terrible pain that was constant as well. Some shared a sharp pain that was radiating in their shoulders, like at the ends of their shoulders. So this gives you a really good indication as to, you know, getting that real life hearing experience. Obviously, um, a lot of the groups that I did go into were, uh, so one of the special scar groups, you know, I don't know exactly the percentages, but I'm thinking like half of them probably, you know, this is just me making up in my head. I don't know what the percentages are, but from the posts that I've seen in the group, half of them kind of go for cesareans after their special scars and half of the people, um, you know, try for a, a, a vaginal birth afterwards as well. So that's a pretty much a group that's kind of shared with, you know, you've got people looking at cesareans and you've got look, people looking at vaginal births. Some of the information that I got from the VBAC groups, obviously it's pro-VBAC. If I had gone into a cesarean group and asked that question and it was pro-cesarean, I may have got different answers. There may have been more fearful responses from people. Um, I, can, I just wanted to be just transparent in that where I got the information and those responses from as well. Um, just so that you know, I like to be as transparent as possible. Um, but we're not here really to talk about other people's experiences, but I think it is really good to to listen to other people's experiences. I have a podcast dedicated to sharing women's experiences. So I obviously feel it's very powerful to listen to women's experiences and stories. I, I obviously find that really powerful and I hope that you find it powerful as well because that's how we pass on information and we, and we pass on knowledge and wisdom. And that's how we've been doing it through stories and books and sharing on wisdom and, and knowledge through experiences. I mean, that's what studies are as well at the end of the day. You're taking parts of people's experiences or stories and putting them into your study. Um, so what are some of the um, signs that you can look out for your VBAC home birth? Sudden uterine rupture pain. Uh, uterine contractions that don't stop. So you, with normal contractions, usually usually you have a break. Could be 30 seconds, could be a minute. In my case, I had like five to 10 minutes sometimes during my labor uh, where I didn't have any pain or surges or whatever you want to call them. Shoulder pain in the tips of your shoulders. Severe vaginal bleeding or hemorrhaging is also another sign that they look for. A long labor or drop in heart rate with babies. And also we did hear as well, uh, fetal distress and regression of your baby in the womb. So these are some of the signs if you do have a midwife with you that they will look for with a VBAC home birth as well. 
Um, some of the things that you want to be looking for if you're not having a midwife or you're wanting to have an instinctive birth, obviously things that you can feel inside your body and also those things that you just know something's not right. It's like you have a knowing that something's not right but you can't explain it. So you want to try to work out what is fear. So hopefully you do a lot of fear work and um, mindset work throughout your pregnancy understanding what is fear and also understanding and tapping into your intuition and, and trusting yourself sometimes we have to seek outside of ourselves for a little bit of more information and that's where having your midwife there and trusting your midwife having that relationship where you can trust and at the other side i want to play devil's advocate a little bit here because i do believe that the i believe it's okay to ask for help and look to somebody else who has more experience i I think that in the world that we live in, I think that we're used to looking to other people. But at the other side of the flip of the coin, I also am an advocate for trusting yourself. So it's it's a little bit of murky waters. And I think that you should be really mindful of when you do look at somebody else as an expert in your birth or you do look for somebody else for information. The last thing you want is to be um, transferred into hospital because they suspect that you're having a rupture which could happen and depending on the midwife that you have you want someone who is really supportive of your back home birth who isn't antsy and going to want to transfer you in unfortunately when you do have a midwife and i'm going to get into this in another episode you know whether she's been reported recently how long she's been in the game how safe she feels with you being a client they do have, as much as I do love midwives, um, it, you know, ultimately people are working for themselves at the end of the day. And that's a, that's a horrible thing to say, but that is the truth. You know, there's insurances and liabilities and they've got businesses, they've got to look after their families, their homes. And so when you do have a midwife, ultimately they're looking after you, but they're looking after themselves first. And that's something that they drum into people you know healthcare professionals in um when they go to uni my sister's a nurse and you know she would talk to me all the time you know it's my responsibility and I'm liable if I give this medication even if the doctor says so it's their job to double check the doctors to make sure because if they give the wrong medication the doctor won't be liable they'll be liable even though they're not a doctor the doctor should know what medication to give the nurse has to double check it and she quite often says to me oh I'm you know, when I work with this doctor, he never knows what he's doing and then I have to check it and then I have to say to him and it makes me feel uncomfortable. And so just knowing those logistics of how the world works, you really want someone that you feel safe and confident to have with you that you can trust. How do you find someone who's safe that you can trust? Word of mouth through other women who have had experiences. You want to find out what kind of, how they practice. Uh, some midwives share on their social media you know how many v-backs they've supported they share how many transfers they were how many c-sections they had you know keeping an eye on those numbers and and also having this conversation with your midwife and asking what are the things are you looking for what are the things that you deem normal let's have a conversation you should be able to have conversations about these things um, and be transparent and that shouldn't cause any um, issues they're there to support you but I do know at the same time that midwives and doulas and everyone that that come into play, they're people. 
everyone has different personalities everyone has different temperaments and so those are the things that you want to be mindful of when you are looking outside of yourself as well for instruction or listening to advice at the same time on the flip of the coin you don't want to have a rupture at home because um, a midwife was negligent or someone who was there who you've paid to keep an, a medical watch over you didn't pick up on the signs and so it's a bit of again the devil's advocate and you're in the middle world and so there is no perfect scenario and and it really is about being responsible and making your own choices and and understanding these things but if you are having a v-back home birth the the biggest thing that I think is the most important thing is that you're unmedicated, is that you understand physiological birth, that you trust in your body and yourself and you start communicating with your baby and having some sort of relationship and trusting. And you do a lot of that mindset work and you understand what the signs are of uterine rupture as well. So if any of these things happen and then you feel, oh, this isn't right, there's no shame in going to hospital. But it's under your terms and under your conditions and when you feel it's the best option for you because it's your life and you have to live with the consequences of the choices that are made either for you because you go along with someone's narrative or made by you from a position of power that you're demanding this and that you want this to happen. And then the next part, I suppose, is you standing true to the decisions that you made and I suppose taking the full responsibility and taking that responsibility means that you can be in a position of feeling powerful rather than more victim. This happened to me. So go into this. I mean, this is a bigger episode than I wanted to go into or, or considered, but as I talk about it a bit more, I love the feeling of being in power and I have spent a lot of my life feeling in victim due to you know, some of my childhood stuff and then in the hospital system. And really what I'm, I was a victim of was ignorance, I suppose. And, you know, especially in the system, in, in the hospital system. If I'd known what I know now, I could have gone in a lot more powerful, but I went in ignorant of the system and how it works and the people that it works. Is it right? No. Were some of the people that I dealt with assholes? Yes jerks yes <laughs> but that's just people so I hope that this really gives you some insight into some of the signs you can look for my baby has just woken up so I better go but please do if you want to chat more about this or you want to chat more about anything else or let me know about what topics you want to hear from please do hit me up on Instagram or send me an email hello at themotherhoodcircle.com.au I'm the one who checks my emails and I will respond to you I love connecting with you, my audience, and please don't be a stranger. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to bringing you a new episode soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you take another step to finding your voice and confidence in your VBAC home birth journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to help more women to find out more about VBAC home birth, just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at the motherhood circle. I'll see you next time.